0: Today, I continue my conversation with Kishore, the software professional turned YouTuber. And I asked him what the trigger was for his interest in astronomy and also starting a YouTube channel. He talks about how that happened and how many years it took him to get to this stage. And we also go a little deeper to satisfy my curiosity in terms of how he prepares, whether it is scripting, location, photography, et cetera, and how his experience in software development has helped him create various animations in astronomy software to explain some of the concepts that he covers in them. I also wanted to understand his views on time before and after he started reading astronomy. And of course, in terms of time management, he says, if you want time for something, you will find it. And finally, he shares some of his tips on career-related questions. Listen on. So where did this interest come from or what was the trigger to explore astronomy? Uh,
2: triggers, I mean, the proximate, proximate trigger is, uh, there were two triggers. One was a long time back, about 15 years back, uh, I had a colleague who was working with me who called me one day and said, Kishore wish you a very happy Yugadi." Hmm. He was calling me on maybe March 25th or so. Mm-hmm. I said, Dinesh, thank you very much. But uh, I celebrate Yugadi on April 14th, every uh-huh. year, uh-huh. because I'm from Udupi. Uh-huh. So he responded, oh, so you celebrate Sauramana Yugadi?" Uh-huh. So I asked him, what is Sauramana Yugadi? And uh-huh. good answer there. He said, I don't know all the details, but I know there are two Yugadi's: one Sauramana and one Chandrama. Uh-huh. So that kind of stuck in my head and I and I was again at an age where these things started becoming interesting. I was mm-hmm. in my 40s mm-hmm. at the time and I said, let me investigate this. So I started digging around into what these two are, Sauramana and Chamana and I found one single text written by Sri Narasimha Rao which was called Basics of Panchanga. It's mm-hmm. a PDF thing, it's available on the internet. Mm-hmm. And it completely summarized the entire Hindu calendar, the various elements in the Hindu Panchanga Mm-hmm. In astronomical terms.
1: Mm.
2: It's only text, he has not used any too many pictures or anything, but it was very precise and accurate. Okay. And I loved that precision. And I and it, the first reaction on reading that was, How come I didn't know all these? Mm. For example, um, a month is mm-hmm. from Amavasya to the next one, mm. And the Krishna Paksha is from Mamavase uh, Shukla Paksha is from Amavasar to Pauranami. Mm. Approximately 15 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, Krishna Paksha is Pauranami back to mm. I knew these terms Paksha and Masa, but I had no clue what they were. Mm-hmm. But they simple. I mean, it's elementary is not rocket science. It's a straightforward, simple astronomy. Mm. And then of course, there are more complicated things there, which I started understanding. But my first feeling was why nobody told me about this? How come mm. I'm not aware of this? Mm-hmm. I'm highly educated. I'm a Hindu. Mm. And I didn't know this. So something is missing. So I started digging, I learned a lot of it. And I made one video Using a geometry software called GeoGebra, where I show the sun and moon going round and round and round,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and a table on the side where all the calendric elements are ticking, basically a calendar. Oh, okay. The masa, baksha, titi, naksha, utra, and everything keeps ticking. So it's a complex video, a lot of things are happening on it. And the mm-hmm. uh, approximate trigger, uh, I found a comment on this video about two years back mm-hmm. from one person saying, How can we contact you, sir? Mm. So I got in touch with that person, it was a lady, and she was the one who encouraged me to explain this topic in greater detail. Uh I said, Okay, let me roll up my sleeves and try. Mm. And that's what I started doing. I wrote up an entire uh, schedule of episodes which I need to make. Mm -hmm. And I had to choose between how to present the material, just talking is not good enough. So I could go back to the geometry software and try to do things using GeoGebra. But then I found Stellarium, which is an astronomy software, mm. allowed me to write scripts mm-hmm. in JavaScript. Okay. So I started experimenting with those scripts and very quickly I got the confidence and maybe it's possible that all these astronomical concepts can be illustrated using Stellarium scripts. And that's what I started doing one by one by one. In fact, I wrote all the scripts up front. Mm-hmm. It took me a few months to write them all up and then I started making videos and releasing them. Hmm. In fact, the lady who requested me to make these wanted me to do them in Canada because she has a YouTube channel of her own. In okay. Since I am not that proficient when it comes to explaining technical topics in Canada, I did it in English. Now I I need to do it in Canada. I owe it to her. Mm-hmm. Because she was the one who provided the trigger to get this. Hmm. So at some point I will change the commentary into Canada and republish, maybe not in the same format, but, but it is not wonderfully satisfying doing these videos because I, I believe that you will not find such explanation of the astronomy behind the Hindu calendar anywhere on the internet. It is not there. Hmm. This is the only one you will find.
0: Yeah, I also like your narrative style and particularly the backgrounds that you use, some of the animations that you used in the past makes it not so daunting or um, I used to think that it was all really, you know, rocket science and everything very complex and a lot of math involved. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so the
2: the idea was I didn't want to sit, you know, this was... uh... 2022, I think, soon after, just after COVID, I didn't want to be still stuck in a room in front of a camera recording videos and explanations. So I said, let me structure it in such a way that uh, I have a stellarium animation. That's the crux of every piece. But I will precede it with a narration where I show my face and I talk. Mm-hmm. And similarly, I will, uh, after this stellarim, I will again conclude with some concluding reports. Mm. But I said, these two where I show my face, I'm not going to be sitting inside my house and do it. I want to get out. Mm. So the first episode, I went to Gali Bore Nature Camp, which is near Kanakapura, and I set up a tripod. I did a lot of experiments with my laptop. I figured it out and, yeah. and it came out well. Again, these are not accidental in the sense that uh, from the time I started working, I acquired a camera, not a digital. It was not a DSLR, it was an SLR. And I've been a, a hobby photographer. For thirty-five years.
0: Okay.
2: I I think I have gained some skills in composing. Mm. So my initial narrations, even though it's a video, mm. it's composed like a still photograph. Nothing moves. The camera is on the. Mm. I mm. don't move. Mm. But I tried to get certain depth behind me and the scenery. Some of the scouting of the. Mm-hmm. So once I did that, I decided to continue that in every episode. In fact, I quite accidentally, I connected uh, such a natural scenery. Mm. With the Hindu Panchanga by saying they are really both nature. The scenery obviously is nature. You see water, you see rivers, Kaveri river. But the Hindu calendar is based on the movement of the sun and the moon, and that's nature on a grand scale. Hmm. That's the connection I made, and I've maintained that all through till And so that that's... gives me a different perspective also. When I started visiting the Kaveri quite often, though, because I started the first one there, I moved up and down the Kaveri. The last element, last episode, I went up to. Not Talakaveri, but about uh, 70 kilometers east of Talakaveri. I've also gone all the way to and mm-hmm. Punjabur, where the Kaveri Delta starts, filmed an episode there. Mm-hmm. There was no river on the Kaveri, there was no water in the river. So I stood on the dry river bed and recorded mm-hmm. that. I just walked into the middle of the river. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. It gives me a different perspective. of. I, I can understand why some people say Kaveri is like a mother. Mm-hmm. Things make
0: sense. Mm-hmm. So roughly how long? does it take for you to produce one episode in terms of preparation and the post-processing? Yeah, so
2: there I borrowed from child. So I set myself a two-week cadence. Okay. would like to get a video a release out. Literally, it's like mm-hmm. two weeks. Because I thought one week, every week would be too hard, I felt. So two mm-hmm. weeks is... Uh, mm-hmm. So I work on the scripts. Like I said, I wrote a full set of scripts up front. Mm. Then before an episode, I take the script, I relook at it, I change it this way, that way, because now that I'm going to actually present it, mm-hmm. I need to be look at it much more carefully. How should the script be presented? So sometimes just before making a video, I realize ah oh, this single script will not work. I need to split it into two episodes, three episodes mm-hmm. because the script is becoming too long. So it's quite a creative process. For example, when I started thinking of Adhikamasa, I realized a single script is not enough. I made it three three episodes explaining that whole concept. Okay. So it's a creative exercise, two weeks, gives me enough time to work on the Stellarium. So you must understand the Stellarium script is JavaScript, That's a, but it's also the script of my episode in the sense of a movie or a drama. It's hmm. Because I write the script and then I talk to it, I explain it, it controls the flow mm-hmm. of the episode. So that's quite a creative process. So I think the kind of energy I put in writing proposals for customers, understanding the requirements and presenting it back to them, creating the architecture. That's also a creative process. Most people maybe are not realizing it, but particularly architects Mm -hmm. should understand that it is a creative process Mm -hmm. and not just working it out in the head, but also how do you present it Mm -hmm. to an audience of your peers, either reviewers or to the end customer who Hmm. Assess you on that. It's a creative, process. and when you are creative,
0: yeah.
2: But two weeks is for for my episode. It was good enough, and it worked well.
0: Okay. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned uh, that some of your uh, exposure to technology and also probably the project management skills have all kind of been useful in this. From the study of the subject in more detail, and also trying to explain it to others, where you probably need to visualize it differently and internalize it differently. Has any of your own outlook or the way you use time changed?
2: Not that I explicitly felt any change. Of course, this is not deadline driven. Even if I don't release a script in a, an episode in two weeks, nobody is going to pull me up for not, not help. So unlike in a professional situation where we are hung up on that deadline, that doesn't matter here. So I can spend as much time as I want to it out, but I still felt that a two-week deadline is good to have because you don't have any deadline at all then uh, it won't go anywhere you need to keep yourself moving from one episode to the next to the next and not drop it off no, what second,
0: I, yeah. yeah yeah my question is more about uh, understanding the calendar understanding the celestial movements and how are, you know, they kind of influence or how they are interpreted Has this changed your perception of time in general, not about just producing these episodes? Or in other words, uh, what is the significance of time in today's always-in-a-hurry world? Maybe it's a little philosophical question. Yeah,
2: but so when I looked at the calendar, so I was focused on astronomy. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are elements in Sauramana if you take, you are talking about uh, Sauravarsha, then you talk about Rashi then you take that Sauravarsha split it in two parts, Uttarayana and Dakshinayana split it into 12 parts, that Rashi split it into 6 parts, that is mm-hmm. but it's all fitting within a year mm-hmm. but starting from the year there are another series of time frames which say that uh, one entire year of the human beings is one day and night of Hmm. And a hundred day and night of the gods is something else. And a hundred of that is... So it starts taking time into a much, much uh, larger scale. And eventually you go to manvantara and Yuga, of course, Yuga, Mahayuga, Vata, etc. But I I don't know. I was not able to fully... Some people say that those huge time frames make you feel insignificant. That did not happen to me. I mean, to me, those huge time frames looked kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But subsequently, I found a strange thing that at least the concept of Yuga was extensively used by people such as Aryabhatta in their astronomical theoretical uh, formulation. Okay. In fact, they made it a core part of everything. Instead of defining an orbital period, they will define how many times the moon went round and round uh-huh. in Mahayoga. Okay. It's a rather complicated way of defining an orbital. Uh-huh. How many times the sun went round? How many times Mercury went in a Mahayoga? Use used that as a time frame and defined a whole bunch of constants and then subsequently all their theory about conjunction opposition, eclipses from from there on. Mm -hmm. So they brought it and used it in a scientific context but for me this was just a mathematical multiplication. The astronomy stopped with the year. Mm. The year is the the movement of the sun around the earth in a geocentric because Mm. ours is a geocentric and there the astronomy stopped. So I did not go into those long 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 Time frames at all. I mentioned it in one of my episodes, in my second episode, I think. But I say I'm not going to talk much about that. Mm. The rest of the calendaric time frames entirely fit within our existing sphere of comprehension. There are nothing dramatically changing there, except that we realize I realize that it all has is governed by the movement of the sun and the moon, mm. which I did not realize before. If I look at the Christian calendar, it seems to be governed only by the movement of the sun, and that's the definition. Months are counted by dates. That... Mm-hmm we don't do that at all, we completely go with celestial moon.
1: Hmm.
2: Astronomy was interesting to me, not so much the time element itself did not uh, startle me in any way. Mm -hmm. The fact that there is rock solid astronomy behind every every one of these calendric definitions, and that astronomy holds good till today, Hmm. which means I am able to use Stellarium, which is developed today, by a set of European astronomers, academicians, I think they are, to demonstrate all the astronomy of uh, the Hindu calendar as defined in Surya Siddhanta, That was nice. Mm-hmm. And that attributed to somewhere around 400 AD. 500 AD is already Aryabhatta. So it was about a century before Aryabhatta. So, I am able to take that knowledge from 400 AD and demonstrate it using modern day Stellarium. Mm-hmm. So, it holds good
0: without any change. Okay. But in smaller windows of time, like such as a day, then there is also a lot of uh, work that is going on in terms of the circadian rhythms or the chronobiology, etc. Did you find any correlation or any logic that uh, biology could be influenced by these stellar movements? Is every day the same, for example, or does it depend on whether it is in the waxing phase or the waning phase of the moon or any other, the ritus, etc.? There
2: was absolutely nothing I could find in the Surya Siddhanta which gave any such indications at all. Mm-hmm. That just crisply defines all the astronomical uh, definitions of various time frames. In mm-hmm. a few seconds, the majority of Surya Siddhanta is more detailed astronomy and conjunction and various other phenomena. Mm-hmm. And small periods of time, I have not spent that much time investigating them. So within a day, there is this concept of, uh, I think in Tamil they call it Nadi Gay, in Kannada we say Gali Gay, mm-hmm. uh, Gatika or Gati,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or Pala, Vipala. Mm-hmm. And I know that is taken down to very, 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 very small atomic levels. Mm-hmm. Surya Siddhanta does not do that, but I believe there are other uh, texts to that. But I am again not sure about uh, what the purpose was. Hmm. Was there any real connection between what you are saying about uh, human experience and those very small time frames? I'm, I'm not sure. And as far as, uh, let's say, new moon or full moon, I see no reason as to why they are affecting human beings. I mean, I do believe that the moon affects the tides. There is no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, we afford to say some day is a good day or a period is a good period. I mean, today, I mean, to me, if the sun rises in the morning, it's a good day. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Because if it does not rise in the morning, you, you prob- the world is probably gone.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't realize the passage of time as we were talking. So, uh, Getting back to uh, some of my favorite uh, questions that I ask all my guests. Uh, You know, one, of course, not the normal thing. When um, you develop this interest and uh, you said it has been uh, kind of uh, simmering in the background for many years now. So for anyone to develop a serious uh, hobby or an alternate serious interest, would it take this long?
2: I don't know. I mean, it is hard to comment on that. I mean, it uh, finally depends on the individuals. I know some people who enjoy music a lot. Some people even leave the job and become musicians. Mm. I didn't go to that extent. Mm-hmm. I still continued with my mainline uh, software engineering, software development work and on the side investigated the Hindu calendar and pursued mm. it. On the one hand, uh, I was making money, I was taking care of my family. On the other side, I had this intellectual curiosity which I satisfied by investigating this topic. And now the time has come where I can spend more time on propagating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I probably was governed more more by my, what do you say, family life cycle mm-hmm. than anything else. I, I was not a risk taker in that sense of completely abandoning my software profession and going into mm-hmm.
0: yeah, but Still, what uh, many of us kind of struggle is with managing time when you have an interest and when you have a profession or a personal commitment. So, how are you able to find time regularly and make progress on your personal That
2: is uh, that's something I realized very very early on. So we always have time, particularly in the software industry. I'm absolutely convinced we always have time. Time is never in short mm-hmm. Many people I've have, I have worked on a project which went on for almost a decade, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was there in probably year six, year seven project, and people will say, Oh, there is no time, there is no time. I was asking hmm. them, This has gone on for six years now, and you're saying there's no time.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's more of if somebody is saying there is no time, then somebody has messed up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You need to bring in efficiencies, you need to implement processes, straighten things out, and not waste the time you have. Hmm. Secondly, we always have 24 hours in a day. Mm. And our industry works only five days, Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, people take off. So you have two extra days. So how much you sleep, how much you spend on work, how much you spend in watching TV, entirely in your control. If something is interesting, I will sit in front of the computer and do not night outs, but easily go till 1 1 Mm a.m. Because I'm investigating something and I want to fit or I'm writing these scripts and I want to roll Mm. until I bring it to a watch. And my family has supported me in this all throughout. Mm, my yes, wife has good. supported me, my children have supported me, that's a good. Mm. Without that, of course, none of this is possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's really nice. So, so time is something which we decide where we want to spend it. Hmm. And if you want time for something, we will find it. It's <laughs> it's available. <laughs> mm. In fact, I tell many youngsters also, they say, oh, I was not trained on this, I was not trained on that. I said, you learn on your own, but I don't have time to learn. In ah. one sense, I mean, you have the time. Uh, okay. Just spend Saturday, Sunday learning self improvement. Mm. Oh, but Saturday, Sunday is family time. Okay, then you have made a choice there. Yeah, as to what your priorities, are, mm. which is fine. I mean, it depends on individuals as to what you want
1: to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that kind of brings me to the other favorite question in terms of your career tips for uh, two segments of people. You no, know, one is people who are considering a career in IT or just starting out, and uh, the other is probably. Persons who are going through possibly a midlife crisis saying what is all this adding up to and then what else can I do or how can I make a greater impact and so on?
2: The first one is easy. People who are starting off on IT, definitely it is a wonderful space to be in. But you need to be a continuous self-learner, both continuous and self-learner because nobody will teach you. You have to learn on your own to develop And continuous because it's never-ending. In the sense, I learned this Hindu calendar. Nobody taught me. I mean, I learned it Mm -hmm. on my own. Same way, core Java I learned on my own because one of the relatives was very sick in a hospital and I had to do night duty because somebody mm-hmm. in the family had to be there. So 10 p.m. I went to the hospital. I took core Java part one with me, and I sat there in the lobby of the hospital till 4 a.m. Oh. I don't do serious programming, but I wanted to understand mm-hmm. what this Java is, how is it? Mm-hmm. So learning is continuous learning is the key for success in this industry. Mm. Youngsters have to understand it and things will come and go and it may be AI today, tomorrow. It was AI yesterday, now it is generative AI, Mm. something else. So you need to keep that learning going. Mm -hmm. And also, it's my belief at the end of my career that software engineering is the most important. And if you learn that, Mm. then the technologies you can learn and adapt easily. But getting that software engineering and that discipline clearly in your head and practicing it is important. Mm -hmm gathering the requirements through testing, deployment and post-production. People who are in mid-career, it is a growing industry and there is plenty going on in this industry all the time. And that is not true in many other industries. This is still a growing industry Mm -hmm. and new things are happening all the time. Companies are becoming bigger and bigger. Opportunities are always coming up. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of Finding the opportunities, navigating the, shall I say, the politics of the organization, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong in that politics. Finding the right mentors, understanding the people with whom you would like to work, and networking. Mm -hmm. Those are the keys to being successful in the software industry after a certain point. If you have 10, 15 years of experience, then these are the things. which.
0: Yeah, on that uh, positive and reassuring note, uh, thanks a lot, Kishore, for uh, sharing your story And also know what has been your learning as well as your tips. Thanks a lot.
2: Thank you, Seva It was nice talking to you. It was an interesting experience.
0: We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the Software People Stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.